Hi, I'm Mario Guerra, the two-time former mayor of the great city of Downey. And I'm here with my co-host, Eric Pierce, the editor of the Downey Patriot. And you're listening, you're watching, to Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. I see you went calm on that. So what I'm people are seeing on this is yeah. that <laughs> normally we do this in one take, right? Mm -hmm. and especially the opening part. Yeah. That took 15 times because all of a sudden I got the giggles. I called you my partner in crime or something. Anyway, so that wasn't really smooth, but now we're here. It's fine. We're and you know, here. You, 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 know, you <laughs> traditionally open the show and you close the show. And it works great because I don't really want to do it. You're good at it. Okay. So I think you're going to close this show. Okay, oh, so everybody, Eric is closing. So let's make him nervous about it. We'll see about that. We'll see about that. So Eric, a um, couple things yep. on there. First of all, when we announced it that every Friday we're going to release the shows, because it had been inconsistent on there sometimes during the week and stuff. And Eric, we're getting great responses from people. Yeah, you know, I, I've heard positive comments from people who now know when our episodes are going to, yeah. to go live yeah. on Spotify and on YouTube, wherever it is that you listen right. to to podcasts uh so i think it's good and it's good for us too yeah. because it kind of holds us accountable and we know hey shoot there's a friday coming up we better record an episode yeah, i yeah. kind of like it oh uh, yeah and the important one is we don't edit the show per se from you know we you know we don't we don't edit it per se it's everything you've seen on there but it's you know brandon over there mm -hmm. that really makes this happen here so yeah um but anyways yeah so it's good i've gotten comments about that i'm surprised that i've gotten comments from people that they're getting their downy news from us mm -hmm. too so there is a uh, there's an opening there that, that people want to learn more about Downey. That makes me feel really good because I think, you, you know, I, I think when we started the podcast, it was more entertainment. Yeah. We were kind of goofy, you yeah. know, and, and did, did some things. Hey, but now, hey, 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 speak for yourself. right. But it's become more, you know, people are watching the podcast to learn about what's going on in Downey. And I think that's really important Yeah, there's, yeah. because you yeah. want to be informed. And I think we are trying our best to inform people. Uh, we, we are, we try to be as fair as possible yeah. we do give our opinions yeah. we give of our course. analysis and people are you know free to come to their own conclusions right, but right, we try to be right, as fair as possible right. and i think that's one thing like on there so people like so um uh 822 council meeting we're taping this on wednesday it'll come out on friday uh but we always try to recap one of the every other week try to recap the council meeting on there yeah so you want to start a little bit about tuesday night's council meeting yeah you know i, I thought what was most interesting to me was there were, there were a couple of things on the agenda i think that the bigger news from it was the city council voting to give the downey rose float uh thirty thousand dollars on an annual basis. So what it means is going forward, the Rose Float doesn't have to come to the city council anymore and make that request. It's included in the budget. So this is $30,000 to cover the Rose Float's entry fee because you got to pay a fee to participate in the Rose Parade. Now the Rose Float still needs a fundraise to actually construct the flow and everything else that goes into it. Right. They, they raise up to $100,000 per year. Right. So this is something to kind of help the Rose float, uh, $30,000 per year. My question to you, Mario, you know, you were on the council for eight years. Did you guys ever fund a nonprofit? Did you guys ever do anything similar to this? Or is this like 
No, this uh, is this is the you know groundbreaking for the city per se to have it automatically on there. I'm not saying I'm against it or anything like that, but our thought and our logic was always that you know if you fund one nonprofit, mm -hmm. then you got to fund them all, mm -hmm. and it's starting to get expensive on there. So we always knew it was a slippery slope. We love the rose float. I mean, you know, it gives us uh, great advertisement for every year and it mm -hmm. and so forth, and we love it. it makes us proud, and and we've all participated in it one way or the other. Um, you're just starting a presidents, and right. you and I were talking right before this. Now, who who we give money now to that we never had before? It's a well, city. yeah, and, and so on a separate note, the city council allocated a hundred thousand dollars per year to give out to to Downey nonprofits. Plus the thirty thousand. Plus the thirty thousand. So it's a hundred thirty thousand total to support nonprofits in in Downey. And I'll tell you, I don't I don't support this, and I think because it's the precedent. I just I don't think it's the role of the city council to be to be giving out this taxpayer money to you know selective organizations i feel like nonprofits should be responsible for raising their own money we have a lot of nonprofit groups here uh, you're involved in many i'm involved in, in in many of them and they each do their own fundraising right. i think just going to the city and asking for a handout I, I just don't like the the look of it. I just don't yeah. like it. Yeah. Well, you and I were talking about so now just the ones off the top of our head, the city is giving money to the Rose Float, to the Symphony, to the Downey Arts Coalition, to LA Cotta for Pride, mm -hmm. uh, to State Gallery. Uh, so it starts getting up there. I mean, I'm not each one of them is worthy uh, in their it, own it, right, and they can make an is. argument for anything. But but if you're if you're involved in another group that's not listed there how you know mm -hmm. i guess i would ask the city right that, you know. and also so that one hundred thirty thousand dollars annually is coming out of, out of the um the parks and rec budget yeah so that's money that they could be using for community programs yeah. you know and, and e e events in the community yeah. Yeah. i just and you know and full disclosure i'm vice president of the downey symphony which got money to put its its summer you know concert in the park and so but i don't think it's right i mean i i'm just being as honest as i yeah. can it's just yeah. kind of weird to me yeah so that's something like i said it's like you asked me and we were always opposed to starting this as a council and you know for my eight years and then you know we had different councils on there and we all kind of felt the same way mm -hmm. but you know to each their own they got elected i guess they can do that whether we agree with it or not it might be a different story well this is what i'm going to do so i'm on the board of of kiwanis down in los amigos kiwanis mm -hmm. right. at our next board meeting i'm going to say hey the city's giving away money it's free money. It's free money. It's our taxpayer yeah, money. But let's apply and get it. This city is literally giving out money. Right. Let's let's go right. get some. Right. Right. But I, I just it just it's just weird to me. Yeah. I don't I don't know. Yeah. But you're right. Once the city gave out money to one group, other people noticed, right. and they everybody starts asking. You know, it started last year when the city gave money to the Rose Float. Then you had the symphony come to the city and say, well, we need some money, too, for a concert. And then you had Ali Kata come. They wanted money mm -hmm. for the for the Pride Festival. And then last year they gave them 25000 I mean, this year it's, it's a lot of uh, in-kind things. Right. But still, it's still... Twenty thousand dollars in security and street closures, and, and I believe there was a request from Calvary Chapel for money for their Freedom Festival I, yeah, the, uh, on the Fourth of July. Yeah. They, they, you know, and because people see that there, there's now money being given away, 
You're right. It's a precedent. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so this council meeting was uh, kind of nondescript. There wasn't anything controversial on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they paid their bills. Um, I did notice the public comment section. You had the one gadfly, and Mayor Frometa got very stern with him up front, and at least changed the perception or the per, per, the the you know changed the dynamics, if you mm-hmm. will, of the council. So I, I mean. We can agree with her or not. Uh, I kind of like it. I, I just thought, you know, I don't want to take my family to a council meeting and hear the F word and stuff mm-hmm. in there. So she kind of slapped him a little bit on there. So what are your thoughts on that? I mean, I so, yeah, I, I like it, but I, I just don't necessarily agree with it. I yeah. mean, but this is part of a broader discussion, right, that other governments, local governments are having. Yeah. How do you how do you define what's you know, offensive to right. somebody. I mean, I, I think we can agree that nobody wants to hear the F word, you right. know, and it's right. it's just so it's so vile right now. But can you legally stop somebody from saying it? I, I don't know the answer. I don't yeah. I mean I'm not an attorney. Well some of the other cities somehow just don't. I mean, I tried to watch it and the good part is, for example, uh, some clowns try to get on there and you know make us skeptical as far as you know being on TV or being on. The, so they stop the camera part of it. Right. You can hear it. So that's good. Yeah. You know, at the start. So sure. now you can't be on there with your signs and right. the whole thing on there. Uh, you know, I don't know. Remember the, <laughs> the old Supreme Court uh, decision on there on porn uh, when Larry Flint and the whole thing and one of the Supreme Court justices. I don't even remember who it was, but I was said. You know, I can't define pornographic material, but I know it when I see, when I see it. it. So, yeah, I, do, I can't define it, but when I hear the F word, I, I can hear, I can see it's offensive. Right. You know? And I mean, it's, it's a shame because, you know, the city's been forced to reduce public comment time. Yeah. And, and I get it because you don't want to be, it's it just shouting, it just really, just really vile language. Yeah. It goes beyond the F word. You yeah. know, it's, yeah. it's just hateful, just hateful comments. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everybody suffers. I remember back when I would really cover the city council. Now it's Alex Dominguez at the Patriot right. who covers them. But back, I used to go to the meetings. And there were really good meetings because that's when you can address your city council representatives. These are your local elected representatives. Yeah. And you can have, and I think you're going to mention it, you know, issues like, like parking or sidewalks or whatever which maybe seems kind of boring or whatever but to me that's the whole role of local government addressing them and then you would have kids you would have awards or whatever and i think that was you know your local government in action that's kind of gone away a little bit you know because who wants to be sitting in the audience listening to that yeah and it was even worse a couple years ago and then you know a a certain group would come in with 10 or 15 people and yell and that was the old Mm -hmm. Catherine alvarez group and and all that stuff Mm -hmm. on there with the crazy people but you know what's different is that you know when when you were on the council there were people who you know protesters or whatever but they had you know, they were protesting legitimate things. They right. had legitimate, legitimate reasons right. in, in their mind to be right. there. Right. I feel now you have people who are just kind of talking. I don't want to say nonsense, but non. You don't really know. Gibber. Yeah, you don't know what they're <laughs> complaining about. I don't think they know what they're complaining about. Yeah. They will find any little thing and just kind of blow it up, yeah. and it doesn't feel genuine. It just feels. There's a lot of phoniness going yeah. on right now. Yeah, there's a couple people that came last night's council meeting, and, and like you said, they were actually legitimate. 
Um, there was a lady that complained that, you know, her, she doesn't have sidewalks in her area and people are building up hedges up to the end and it's supposed to be mm-hmm. six feet in and et cetera, et cetera. So, the, you know, again, whether we agree with her or not, she felt she had a legitimate grievance mm-hmm. and she went to the right place. She went to her council yeah, representatives. Um, she should have gone to, you know, you can go to your individual ones too. You don't have to go to the council meeting, but that way all of them hear you. So, um, again, whether we agree with it or not, that's the right place for those type of things. There was a, yeah. a couple other grievances similar to that. I want to talk about what she mentioned about the sidewalks. You know, there's, there's a lot of downy neighborhoods that lack sidewalks. Mine does. Mine lacks sidewalks. Do you think we'll ever, and I don't know how you feel, I feel like we need sidewalks in, uh-huh. in, in Downey. And I feel like it, it creates, and I say this now having, I have a seven-month-old seven baby. Yeah that we go for walks and we end up having to go on the streets right. and we're dodging cars, we're dodging traffic. Do you think we'll ever get to a place where we where as a city, we install sidewalks? And the, the cost would be prohibitive to start with. I mean, mm-hmm. I'd rather fix the streets. It, it, the, the toothpaste is out. Mm-hmm. Okay. In other words, I, for example, in my neighborhood, I live on Yankee street right mm-hmm. off of Reeves. There's no way anybody mm-hmm. there would want a sidewalk. I mean, everybody mm-hmm. walks. It's not a main street on there, but everybody walks in the middle. I go for walks every night. In the you street. Walk, you walk in the street on there. I mean, you feel f- fairly safe. I mean, you know, it's kind of like the old thing when we were kids and we played in the street. And the mm-hmm. biggest thing, we had the uh, car coming, yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of stuff. Uh-huh. So anyways, so no, there was actually Horley, the block that connects into a, a feeder into Yankee Street, uh, I remember being on the council, and we were going to pave that street. Uh, the, we, the city, I was got on vacation. We were going to pave that street. When I came back, all the neighbors were on my front porch, mm-hmm. even when I got my suitcase uh, mm-hmm. uh, out of the car. And if they didn't want to the, lose the city, was going to pave the street, which it needs mm-hmm. it. It's really bad. It's not a private street. But then they were going to build the sidewalk at the same time and put mm-hmm. curbs in, and they did not want it. Mm-hmm. So what we, the deal we worked out with the city manager, then Jerry Caden, if every single house would sign on the petition mm-hmm. that they weren't going to, they were okay with that, but their street wasn't going to mm-hmm. get fixed either, and they all did. It was a hundred percent. So no, in my block, I don't want it because it. Well, to me, it takes away. You know, probably ten yards mm-hmm. of my of my sure. front of the house. Now, at what point does the city? And I find these conversations kind of interesting. Yeah. At what <laughs> at what point does the? City, I hope I hope everybody else does too. But that's good. I know. <laughs> when does the city council say? Could they say? Well, I understand that you don't want a sidewalk, but this is a safety issue, yeah. and we're going to put a sidewalk on there. Like hypothetically, could they? They could do sure, that, right? Of course, of course. To. On there, the city owns the first six sure. feet. On there, from the curb to six feet in the city. It's about city it. property. And, and there were sometimes, if you see some houses, we used to have a public works director that wouldn't let you build your 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 walkway into it. If you look in uh, District Four, which is north. Uh, east, uh, northeast Downey, mm-hmm. and then you have some of the McMansions that are built there, and the, the bigger homes and stuff. If you'll notice from the front door, mm-hmm. all their their walkway mm-hmm. to go to the sidewalk on yeah. there, it stops six feet. Yeah. Okay, and then it's just grass, mm-hmm. and that's because this public works director said no, that belongs to us, and someday we may put it in curbs. Yeah. So, and I got in a couple arguments with them because the, the residents were building this beautiful house, right. and what do you mean you got to have six feet of grass without the thing just stops? Into the ground mm-hmm. and uh so him and i had in several discussions 
didn't make sense at that time. I said, look, if you're ever going to do it, just make it conditional on the homeowner taking out his six feet of, mm-hmm. of a walkway, mm-hmm. you know, instead of it, it just looks silly. But I bet you there's 15 homes in Northeast Downey that the, their walkway stops six feet into the grass at the end. But yeah, there, there's residents who don't want sidewalks. They don't want trees. Remember when yeah. people, like, huge outcry yeah. when they say you want wanting to in, install trees. It's crazy to me because I think we should, it's part of building walkable communities yeah. where we're not so reliant on cars. That yeah. We had neighbors that were actually inviting to to walk in and yeah. safe to walk yeah. in. Everybody benefits. Well, look at the lighting too. Downey has historically been a very dark city uh, from a lighting mm-hmm. standpoint and stuff. So then when residents, when I was on the council and residents would ask me, you had to file a petition and then you're basically saying, we'll put in a light pole. We're not us, Edison, but we would do it on their behalf. But then you're going to get taxed for it. You're going to mm-hmm. pay for that light pole, Mr. Mm-hmm. Resident, and stuff. And then people are like, what? Mm-hmm. You know? so, right. so we have a lot of dark areas, as you know. Some of them have slowly and gradually, because it was a safety concern. Mm-hmm. There's some streets throughout Downey that are just dark. Super they, dark, yeah. yeah. They put one on front of my house, just two feet to my left, but it started charging from that light to all the way the other one mm-hmm. on there i got a void on this is before i was on the council yeah and i was i kind of liked a little darker my front yard on sure. for my own lights but no it's interesting on there i the the city council can do anything three out of that's why it's so important mm-hmm. for people to elect good people that have common sense and decency and are mm-hmm. good people because basically three of them can, can direct the city manager we want sidewalks everywhere in the city. Now, your price tag is, you know, $40 million. Mm-hmm. So where are you going to get that? Are you going to mm-hmm. take all your reserves just to put sidewalks? But, but that's, another that's, because, that's another conversation because, you know, we, we have yeah. money that we're giving away and on that, not on that level. But we also, you know, we spent money on, on alleyways. And so there, there, there's <laughs> that conversation can be had once we get there. Yeah. You know, but it's yeah. a political thing. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is. So something also that was on the agenda last night, uh, and I think that you know that it's happening more and more with the down, the farmers, excuse me, the night market and stuff. Uh, two street closures. I mean, mm-hmm. for you know good events, you got the uh, uh, the Havana Nights coming mm-hmm. up September 29th, yeah, and the International Food Festival on September the 9th. Right. Uh, so they're going to close the streets for that uh, in the downtown area. You know. The International Food Festival. I'm sorry that that was that <laughs> was that was a taste of Downey. Yeah, and it was really good on there. And I'm sorry, I, it's just another reason to have a party down the middle of the street, and you get you know the taco trucks and and all the food vendors. But it's not Downey. It's International Food Fest. I, I don't know what that means. But anyways, it's they not changed the same it after. that it was. No. I remember the first one. Remember we had like the giant balloon. The giant that balloon. Taste of downy. And we did it. It was a downy event. It was a downy event, downy restaurant. That mm-hmm. was one of my babies. And it was came about because remember when we had to shut the restaurants because of the water yeah. thing? So we said, okay, how can we promote the restaurant? So we did a real small one. T- the first year was to give coupons to go to the restaurants yeah. and stuff and then the second year is hey taste the downy so they worked for two or three years and then all of a sudden it, oh, international food okay fine 
yeah. it's just another reason to have a party in the downtown. You know, I, I, I can't anyway. disagree with you. you know, yeah. You know, and, and oh, this is a historic I, moment right there that we agree on something. I do wish <laughs> we, we, we had more notification. Maybe I just don't know. I don't know who's participating. I wish we knew what kind of food to expect, which restaurants are going to be there. Yeah. Because it's usually, it's usually a surprise. At least for me, it's a surprise until I get there. Yeah. It'd be kind of nice to kind of know who's yeah. going to be there so I can look forward it's, to it more. It's international, Eric. It's international. Wow, it's international. It's not just downy. So um, something else significant that I thought was pretty good at the end, and some people were complaining about uh, crime. And, you know, we're blessed to have our own police department. And they – I shouldn't say they're struggling. They, they have um, – Everybody's struggling with crime right now. Our police department's pretty active and mm-hmm. proactive on these things. But I think uh, Mayor Frometa asked them to, you know, be go through the shopping areas and so forth. They even, ex- you know, increase some patrols right. and, and everything else on there. So I don't know, you know, so that you know, Stonewood has had like those smash and grab robberies. Yeah. I don't think there's anything Downey police can do because they can't be there 24 seven, you know? And so the mall has its own security. People run in there with hammers. They're going to smash the windows, whatever. Security is going to call Downey police. It'll take them a few minutes to get there, assuming. And then by that time, the people are gone. I think the bigger issue is now that there's this culture that there's no repercussions for what they're doing there's no fear of being arrested because they know they're going to be released right away yeah that's why i think the the problem is it's not a downy pd problem so a friend of mine told me and i'm not going to say what city i'm not going to say what store but they had you know it was three people that walked into it uh and it was an auto auto store Mm -hmm. and they could tell that you know this looks suspicious so Mm -hmm. what they did they have a button that locks their doors, mm. locks them in. It, it, to me, it seemed a little dangerous. I mean, right. first of all, what if they have a gun and now you're stuck in? But they locked the doors and they're like, you're not getting out of here with this stuff. Mm. So, and then they waited for the police to come and arrest them. Mm-hmm. So it was a novel concept. I just, if I was, it was my story, I'd be scared for my employees. If I was an employee, I'd be scared too. Sure. You're now locking me in. Now do they have guns and mm-hmm. stuff? But it was kind of, kind of can you imagine if they, if there's automatic doors at Stonewood that would and now it they're locks locked everybody in. Else in. And I locked, yeah, it locks everybody else. So I don't know, but I just heard that and it made me wonder. But there's got to be some radical changes that's just in our society that people just can't do that. It's you know. And you know what's crazy to me is suppose you know you're, you're gonna go you're gonna rob a jewelry store at Stonewood. Yeah. Okay, first of all, if I'm if I'm, you know, if I'm going to rob a store, it's not going to be Stonewood. Yeah. Like, realistically, and this isn't a knock on, I guess it is a knock on Stonewood. But realistically, what are you going to get from Daniel's Jewelers, you know, that's going to be so valuable? I don't know. Like, you still I, get I, two carat diamonds I, to two carat diamonds. I guess so, you know, but you're going to sell it, like, on the black market. You know, I got this diamond from Daniel's Jewelers. You know, how much well, are you going to give me? Well, they don't know the clarity. It's, oh, come on. No, okay, so now we got to take a few trip to whatever jewelry okay. store okay what is, what is it don, don roberto or whatever it yeah is? what's your most know. expensive diamond here right <laughs> it's just weird like that wouldn't be my first choice of 
store so too. And, I mean, go to Cerritos or Lakewood. They have it seems more high value. Oh my god! Stonewood. Now you're stereotyping Downey. Yes, I, I'm. No, I'm, ser- I'm stereotyping Stonewood. It's a it's a it's a jewelry store. Come on! Uh, now I'm curious. I'm gonna I gotta go check that out now because jewelry is jewelry. I'm sure they got ten thousand, twenty thousand dollar rings. You think so? I I, I, I I don't know. I don't well, know either. See, but you just stereotyped. No, whole I, no, I am. Store. Okay. No, I'm stereotyping Stonewood Center. <laughs> I, I really oh, am, bad. but it, no, it just seems weird. There's a new restaurant know. there called Toast. Yes, that opened up on there. It was pretty good. It there. is. Yeah, we, we, went we, we went. We, we went. went we, had, there. we had lunch there. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was good. That that end of the shopping center seems kind of dead now. Yeah, I, I yeah. hope they make it because you could tell they really invested a lot of yeah. time yeah. and effort and money yeah. into it. Yeah, it I'm came sure. out really good. I do want to ask you uh, um, on the city council meeting, um, the city. Uh, is going to install two block walls in two neighborhoods. Uh, the first one is over behind Tacos Dangoyo off right. of Telegraph. Right. They had a lot of parking issues. And also they're going to install a block wall over behind Tempo Cantina yeah. off of Paramount. Right. Because those are two really popular restaurants right. and they're having issues with their customers parking, parking in there. We what always you- knew that that, that place, uh, you know, uh, we always people always used to park on the street behind the temple. That was several things. Uh, oh my gosh, I'm losing my train of thought. Mm-hmm. But that used to be an Italian Salvatore's or something like that. Salvatore, Years, oh, yeah, yeah right. before your time. No, and I remember. Was, yeah, that I was remember. a family place on there. Right, but they, when yeah. it did get busy, people would park on the street. So there's an opening behind there for that street. Mm-hmm. So you're right. So now if you close it. People can't park on the street. It's a it's a real easy solution. Right. We talked about it a couple of shows ago that Dave Gaffin and I when we on the council together, we did that over by Dunrob and off right. of Imperial. Mm-hmm. You just make a long thing on there. So sure. they're actually doing the same thing, making it inconvenient to park. Right. So it's too far of a walk all the way around. And so. Tempo, you know, they do have valley parking. Yeah. I think they're making a, a, a good a, a good effort yeah. to isn't there a new one open up there is they're, they're, they're opening a second location if every if the permits are approved yeah. over on firestone it used to be well i, I think off of firestone between lorena and downey it used to be like a furniture store it was also like the electronic oh, store yeah, there yeah really oh. big property oh. in the gateway uh, they're gonna yeah, be opening yeah, yeah, yeah. There, so. so um so is is all host locals open I went by there the other day. Why are you asking me? I don't know. No, no, I know. Yeah, all the downy memes that we've seen about it yeah. and stuff like that, about the dads checking it out for their families and stuff <laughs> like that. But I, it looked kind of open the other day when it I drove does. by it. You know, I know so. that the, they've already started hiring. They're getting, they're getting close. I don't I don't think they're open. I don't think they're open. Okay. Um, right. But it looks like they're getting really close. Yeah. Because I can see the construction workers right. over there. Right. They have already staff there. Yeah. So they're getting really close. Okay, that's gonna be that's gonna be interesting out there, it you is. know. You but know? and you know what? I think it's gonna be overblown. <laughs> I mean, I hope so. And yeah. I'm not gonna mention we. I'm not gonna mention names, but there's other businesses here in Downey that have you know the the staff in attire that I think is worse than no Well, then that's one thing that it's just so funny. I think our city overreacted. We have a, a clothing. <laughs> thing that it can only be like two inches it cleavage shown for this i just That's still wonder insane. who's going to measure i, I, I still mean, can't believe to do that a, a code that. enforcement <laughs> walk in i'm sorry sir i have to or ma'am i have to measure this and on your leg on there it's so it's on. 
you know, that's insane. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't believe. But you know, but you know what also what bugs me is there. There's a lot of code enforcement issues. Um, it's it's real. There there are more and more businesses, and I get it that you need to advertise your business, but your business can only be so much of your front glass that mm-hmm. you're advertising. And now some businesses are just taking it to the extreme. I see it on Firestone, right. the whole entire thing. Actually, there's a, and the sign looks kind of nice, but it's just the whole front. There's a tattoo store uh, on Firestone, Firestone Boulevard that right. I noticed that it says everything in the front is. Uh-huh. And, you know, I, I'm not making an assumption or any, uh, you know, comment on the tattoo. It's just the signage caught my eye because there was too much. I feel it. like it's an education issue because yeah. the businesses, I'm sure, don't know the regulations. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. But there should be a way to inform them, educate them beforehand. Right, right. Because they're going to, you know, they spend money, yeah. you know, painting their windows yeah. or, you know, but decorating it, and then they got to get down. It's almost like the elections. We're not going to talk too much about the elections today, but they're coming up in November, and we're going to do these shows and everything else. But there's all these banners. When a candidate takes out paper, yeah. they go over it with them. But you can't put banners outside mm-hmm. of stores that you don't own. Right. Yes, maybe the property owner gave you permission. But it, so if I'm a restaurant on there, I own my building. Why can't I put a huge banner? Yeah. So our code says you can't do that. But a politician thinks that they can. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make any sense. Right. So there's several in the downtown area. It's just gaudy. And it makes mm-hmm. it trashes our city. And this is August. So you've got... Uh, you got a whole month of September, the whole month of October, you know, two weeks here. So you got almost three months by that. So, yeah. It's How gonna many be, votes is that going to get you for It's going to be a long couple of months. It is. Our next it episode, is. we're going to talk more about the city council elections we, next week. We will. We'll, yeah. We're going to talk about it. Just to let you know, the official filings, uh, you know what, we should, we'll list the names. Yeah, we we'll talk about. But the official filings, this is it. This is who's going to be on the ballot come November. Kind and of a short list, too. Very short list. Mm-hmm. There's three people running and uh, in each district. And remember, District 1 is the South east downey okay and that was became an open seat these are two special elections there's no other election going on there's nothing else you're going to vote on so it's really important for you to go out and vote as downey resident so that was the seat vacated by assemblywoman blanca pacheco she was on the council and when she won the assembly seat uh she uh you know vacated that seat so you have three people that are running for that seat in district in district one you have ramon casas jr and he his title is a high school teacher. He's an uh, English. I'm sorry. He's an teacher, English teacher at St. John Bosco. Okay. I don't uh, know him mm-hmm. on there, but uh, Ramon Casas Jr. The other person in District One is Elvira Miraz. She's listed as a businesswoman dash mother. Um, and then the third person is Horacio Ortiz, and he's the Downey Planning Commissioner, the chairman mm-hmm. of the Downey Planning Commissioner. So those are the three, and we'll talk about them individually. By the way, we invited all six candidates to come before our show. And you guys remember last year, we're pretty nonpartisan when it comes to this on there because our credibility is at mm-hmm. stake. So you guys remember last year, there was uh, all the assembly races. So we invited everybody, even though ones that we didn't agree their positions. And I felt we were very professional. They commented on it. Mm-hmm. You and I hosted the the candidates forum on there. And even one candidate said, oh, I was skeptical of you because, you know, I know you support another candidate. And he goes, but your questions and everything else was fair. So we have our reputation. We're not going to bring in a candidate here and then attack them just for personal because I have support somebody else. It's just silly to think that. But, you know, so some of them won't be coming on there. That's their choice. We're going to be, we want to be informative. We want to 
ask them questions that you as Downey residents mm -hmm. would want to know uh, and let them make their case to you. Mm -hmm. We're going to give them the show so they can put it out to it and so forth. Mm -hmm. So it's not a gotcha kind of thing. We don't do gotcha here. We have our opinions and mm -hmm. you hear them uh, and so forth. So sure. that's district one. Mm -hmm. And then district three, you have uh, three people also. You have Gil Legaspi and he's a police officer businessman. Uh, you have uh, Dorothy Pemberton. Uh, she's a uh, small business owner. And then you have Ernesto Valley business owner. Uh, so those are the titles that the um, city clerk allowed on there. So, you know. How does that work, Mario? So so you, you know better than I do. So somebody who runs for city, they want to run for city council. They go to the city clerk. They have to obviously give their information, their ad their name, their address, uh, proof that they're eligible to run. They also have to provide an occupation. Right. How does that work? Because some of them, like I know some of them are listed as small business owners who determines what shows up on the ballot so this is the first time i disagree with the downey city clerk mm -hmm. i think that they're making policy there and she says she's talking to the city attorney about it mm -hmm. that they said oh you have to be at a 25 hours a week mm -hmm. towards this particular job and you is that like look, a, is that a city regulation and state regulation? There's no, it's no such thing. You cannot find a code. Every time you ask mm -hmm. them, show me the code on there. Mm -hmm. Well, that's what the city attorney mm -hmm. or that's the attorney opinion on there. There's no such code mm -hmm. that says that on okay. there. You know, so you have to have some semblance of showing. I can't say I'm you know governor of California right. on there as my title. I'm sure. not. But you can't tell me it has a certain amount of who comes up with the 25 hours. Yeah. Why not 20? Why mm -hmm. not 30? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's so subjective. It's just silly. But and you have some. I mean, you know, uh, I mean, well, Dorothy that, Pemberton is yeah. one. She, for example, she is a substitute teacher mm -hmm. and a realtor. And a realtor. And that was her choice. She wanted mm -hmm. to put substitute teacher dash realtor. Uh -huh. Okay. And the city clerk said no. Mm -hmm. Okay. So she had to list three things. The other one was educator and mm -hmm. and realtor. City clerk said they they wouldn't allow it. So it just turned out that her third choice was small business owner. You had Gil Legaspi, so he listed police officer. Well, mm -hmm. he that doesn't qualify. He does reserve police officer. He's a reserve police with officer. LAPD. And, and you know, all hats to him. I mm -hmm. you know, uh, I thank him for his service on there. But it's I think it's two days a month. It's mm -hmm. every other one day every other week on there. So that's not twenty five hours a week. Mm -hmm. So you know, again, when you do those kind of things, it's like be be. You know, can be consistent, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's, I take some exception to that, yeah. uh, you know, because there's no code. There, find me a code, and mm -hmm. we'll gladly show it on on the show and go from there. So city clerk, I think they're just making, you know, they're making policy that they shouldn't be there. Do you think it's part? It could part of it be because you know we have a brand new city attorney, mm -hmm. like literally brand like a couple of weeks old. There's been we have a brand new city manager. There's been so much turnover mm -hmm. at City Hall. I mean, I don't know if that's part well, of no, it. Well, no, they I literally said, "Well, we have to start somewhere." So yeah. <laughs> you just pick this one, and you pick 25 hours a week to do. It's like, come on, that's, that that's probably, a policy decision of the city council. I was about to say that. You yeah. know, it's not on there. So 
And by the way, so it's really clear, just from an educational standpoint, there's only three people that work for the city council. Mm. I mean, it's everybody in the city through them. Can I say this? But yeah, yeah, so the city council has three people that work for them. The most important, well, time out. They're all very important, the three of them. But you have the city manager. Every department has, including police and fire chief, report to the city manager. Mm -hmm. Okay, city manager reports to the to the city council. Okay, three votes, and that's what got uh, the city manager got got his job. Excuse me, minimum of three votes on there. So, um, then you have the city attorney, and in the past we've had in-house city attorney. So uh, years before that, we used to have a law firm. Um, we got rid of them on there because it was happened to be the same law firm that with Bell. Uh, I led the drive the very next day on there to, to get a new lawyer. So we used to have a law firm, and then we decided to hire in-house, which we got a lot of uh, productive uh, use out of there. Mm -hmm. And Yvette Gar Garcia served us as our in-house city attorney for many years. No matter what, you have to farm out mm -hmm. uh, litigation right? sure. and, and stuff. And then the third one is our city clerk, and we've had you know very decent city clerks, and our city, our current city clerk does, does a very good job. It just I take exception to this policy. Mm -hmm. So those are the three employees that work for the city council. Everybody in the city reports yeah. to them somehow, and then to the city council. So, so this recap really quick. Uh, district uh, District One, the candidates are Ramon Casas Jr., uh, Gil Gaspi, and Alvira Moraz. Moraz? No, no, no. And and no. District one is Horacio. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't in order. It, no, it's, it's not, not in order. It's not in order. Yeah. Okay. I I apologize. Yeah, yeah. So okay. District one. District one. Ra Ramon Ramon Casas Jr. Uh, Alvira Moraz and Horacio Ortiz Jr. Right. right. District three, Gil Legaspi, Dorothy Pemberton and Ernesto Valle. Right, right. Got and it. so far, um, you know, Dorothy Pemberton, Ernesto Valle, and uh, Horacio Ortiz have accepted our offer, mm -hmm. and we're going to be taping their shows on there. Uh, one of the candidates <laughs> wrote us a nasty letter, says I probably couldn't be impartial, and uh, I was a bully and so forth, and that's a whole different discussion, but they're not going to be here, and it's their loss. You know, we, yeah. we, have, no, uh, uh, we have no reason to not to do anything but a professional representation mm -hmm. here in South. So, so next week, um, our show will be talking more about city. I know we talked a lot, probably more than we planned to. <laughs> but next week, we'll be, we'll be talking more about the city council candidates uh, next Friday. So tune in. Great. Thank you. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, folks on there. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Share ideas with us. Uh, you know, a lot of you keep requesting that you want um, you want us to have guests, and we will. We have a whole list of guests. Well, we're going to start with the city council candidates mm -hmm. that we talked about, but we're going to be doing more and more of that, uh, and we're going to be doing on site. Uh, just give us time on there. This is not our full-time occupation, but we're enjoying it. We're mm -hmm. enjoying bringing news and stories and thoughts to you. So feel free to share with us. So anyways, thank you for listening. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> no, 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 you're, you're doing that. Okay. Thank you for listening. <laughs> thank you for watching. This has been Talking Downey with Mario and Eric. <laughs>